This is COVID Connections on the Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. All right, this week on COVID Connections, we want to talk about your mental health. And of course, over the last 11 weeks or so, particularly our mental health has taken a bit of a trashing, no matter what age you happen to be, whether you're cocooning, whether you were just in lockdown, whether you lost your job, uh, whether you actually were infected with COVID-19, or maybe you lost a loved one or whatever it happens to be. And as well, children out of school as well is quite important. And I want to hear from you uh, now that we're getting back to work, but there's more on the way, of course. When I say more on the way, not in relation to COVID-19, I hope uh, we won't see a second wave and a second lockdown. But of course, we have a recession to face. We have jobs lost. We have people who won't go back to work. Possibly 100,000 people have permanently lost their jobs, depending on how the government handle, I suppose, the reopening of the country and how we support business. So all those things have to be looked at. We haven't been away in holidays. Many of us haven't had a holiday. They're working since Christmas. Those who are working on the front line, for example, haven't had a holiday. For example, here at Classic Hits, well, you know, I haven't been away since uh, Christmas. So obviously I haven't had a day off since Christmas. Thankfully, I've had to work through it, which was good for me, by the way, for my mental health, because it kept my schedule. So I want to know about your mental health. How has it been affected? How are you keeping, basically? How are you getting on? And how is your job going to be affected? Are you going back to work? Let us know. The number is 087-188-0008. And are the government doing enough for you? 087-188-0008. I want to speak to Lachlan Scott, who's the CEO of Helplink. And their mission is, of course, to provide accessible, free and low-cost mental health services locally, uh, not just in Galway but nationally and internationally as well. Good afternoon to you, Lachlan. Good afternoon, Niall. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Lachlan, you know, it's, a, I suppose, a really tough time for our mental health over the last, you know, kind of four months or so, particularly when we started to hear about this first and then going into lockdown. It didn't do us the world of good, did it? No, far from it, unfortunately. And uh, not just, as you mentioned there, not just uh, the people that were working but also uh, and got laid off, but also everybody that um, was affected by this from uh, from children um, uh, right through to uh, the, the elderly, and um, yeah, it's and it's as you said yourself. Also, there's not over yet. I mean, you're t- you were mentioning the recession there, but there's actually the WHO um, and other organisations are announcing there's actually going to be a huge mental health uh, surge as well mm-hmm. uh, of people seeking support. We're already seeing a bit of that in. Uh, some of the um, psychiatric units um, in Dublin um, that was uh, that came out last week around that. Do you know? So, what, do you know what I found throughout the whole thing, Lachlan? And maybe I'm unique in finding this because I work in radio and work as a talk show host. Is that people didn't want to talk about anything else? It seemed to occupy their minds completely and and become almost obsessive. And we've been socially conditioned to be fearful, I suppose, in some way. Uh, some, I suppose, rightly in some way, but maybe wrongly in other way, that maybe it's a little bit, some of it is an irrational fear. But the whole idea that we didn't want to talk about anything else. You know, normally Irish people meet each other in the streets. The first thing you usually say is the weather. Um, and But the weather didn't come into it at all. Mind you, the weather was quite good for the 10 weeks. But in saying that, all we wanted to talk about was, oh, this COVID is terrible, isn't it? So that's all we wanted to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true, um, and I, 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 that would be my experience as well. Even though I was uh, mostly locked down as well uh, because of that. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's all encompassing um, because it's everywhere you go, um, uh, from the public transport uh, to the news every day. So when you have that constant bombardment, and one of the things that we said um, on our radio show and our podcast was also around. Um, uh, to try and manage that because if you're constantly looking at social media or you're constantly listening to the news every hour on the hour, that can uh, be detrimental to, to how you deal with your mental health. So it's kind of, like most things, you have to have these things in balance. 
Um, so if you are going to listen to the news, maybe listen to it uh, once in the day or twice max kind of thing, like, you know, so it doesn't become all-encompassing. Yeah, that's the first thing that we need to talk about is obviously social media. People need to give that a break because social media, as well as our minds and our conversations, has been obsessed uh, with COVID-19. Every thread is about some aspect, be it going on holidays, being at travel restrictions or whatever restrictions it happens to be, or death, unfortunately. It's been mm. about or the government and what Leo Varadkar said today or Tony Holohan. It's all a bit about COVID-19. So I suppose restricting our access to COVID-19 and saying, I'm going to put that phone down just for a few hours and not look at it. And, and, and the fake news around that as well, because there's been a lot of myths and fake news and, and a lot of stuff that wasn't true. And, and we get yeah. mixed messages all the time from different experts. And that in itself can, can cause a lot of anxiety because you don't know what to think. Um, and uh, you're hearing a lot of children on my own, my own kids. Uh, um, my, I have a 12-year-old, and uh, she's even said to me the last day we were in the car, will you switch that off because I just don't want to hear about it anymore? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I know there are times I wish I could switch it off if I have to talk about yeah. it every day. Yeah. And So, okay, getting into the phones, what about relieving anxiety? Because it does create, uh, I mean, obviously mental health and mental, you know, when you, when you have mental pressure, it creates a huge amount of anxiety in your life. You know, mm. oh, you know, will I ever get to see my mother again? Will I ever get to see my loved one who's in hospital or is in a care home or all that kind of anxiety people have. How can we relieve anxiety? Well, um, one of the best ways to do it is is to just take some time for yourself and and maybe learn a little bit of uh, about instead of going on social media, maybe go on to uh, another website uh, like uh, Mental Health Ireland. They have a lot of really good tips about managing your anxiety and, and that kind of thing as well. There's also some good government websites around that. Um, we we also released a, um, a website uh, called MindHacks.ie um, uh, uh, early because of this uh, situation. And there's lots of um, videos and podcasts on there for people to learn how to manage their mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, it's a learning experience. And also then, um, if it's becoming severe for you, then you need to go to your GP and, 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 and also our connect uh, with the counselling service and try and get some support that way. I know a lot of the counselling services, especially the government the HSE one, uh, are inundated at the minute um, and have been for a long time, but are even more so now. And, and uh, can you get those services at the moment? Because you know we've seen other services being cancelled by the government because obviously they can't get people to do it because of COVID-19. So can you get mm. mental health services at the moment? There are some available. And uh, to, to my knowledge, the HSC are um, uh, going down the route of providing um, the National Counselling Service online. Um, so there will be that ability there. Now, I presume there will be a long waiting list for that but there are other uh, organizations out there that uh, that are non-government um, uh, like yourselves for example, for example. Yeah. well like ourselves but also yeah. like my mind and then there's um, turn to me is another really great resource for people and that provides free counseling um, and does it, so, I mean, a lot of people have different views on counselling and how it works. I mean, basically talking to somebody about how you're feeling, even yeah. if it means a family member or whatever. Do, mm. you, do you believe that that gives great relief when you talk to somebody who suppose is impartial, really? Well, 100%. I mean, I did it myself for a year and a half um, uh, before um, I got involved with the, the HelpLink uh, organisation. And... Um, one of uh, the best things that came out of that was there was no judgment. And yeah. that's the sign of a really good counsellor, is that there's no judgment about what you say. You're expressing exactly what's going on in your brain. And no matter what, uh, 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 there's a lot of circumstances, like uh, with your parents or maybe with friends and that kind of stuff, that you still hold some stuff back. 
Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I would be a huge advocate myself uh, for, obviously, I'm involved in the area, but I also did it myself, like, and, and that made a huge difference to my life. I was just able to basically kind of see the wood for the trees. Yeah. I think that's the, the main thing about it. And you've got this person who is completely independent. So you don't um, need to be embarrassed about what you're talking about. Yeah, because if, exactly. you, if you say that to a friend, you're saying, well, when all this is over, they'll remember what I said to them back then. Yeah. So you might be a little bit embarrassed about telling them certain things about your feelings. But it, yeah, yeah, even that. But like, you know, I mean, like I, I always say to everybody, like, it's just good to talk, full stop. I mean, mm. yes, it's, it's better to have a professional accreditor, uh, a, a pre-accreditor person to, to help you out with that with a lot of experience. But um, at, the, at the end of the day, if you're ready to talk, talk to whoever you can. Um, really, that, mm. is, that is the, okay. the main thing. About and and that. we know as adults, we could probably deal with it somewhat better. And we think children are not really being affected. Now, of course, children have been out of school and they will be till September. We yeah. don't even know what's going to happen then, right? So they're missing their mates. They're missing the camaraderie. They're missing the social, I suppose, interaction with other children. Now, mm. they're, they're getting a bit of it maybe out on the streets at the moment now in this new phase where they can get out and about. But do yeah. you think they've been affected badly by it as well, children? Because, of course, children are like sponges, aren't they? Well, massively so, and you know, uh, children mostly learn from uh, social interactions and from scaffolding from their peers, and uh, you know, some of, some of the best teaching techniques actually come from working with children in groups. Um, and so, when they weren't able to do that, um, that that has definitely and will have a a long-lasting effect on us uh, on their uh, their mental health and their emotional well-being going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's uh, very important for for um, children and young people to be able to express themselves as well. It became a bit of a problem for uh, us. We, we saw that within, because we provide play therapy and art therapy in, in Galway and Mayo. And of course, we had to shut that down. Um, so the only other way that we could see was a solution to that was to support the parents um, and the caregivers in, in that. So what I think we need to do going forward is, is to actually upskill and, and educate and support uh, the parents and the caregivers out there on how to help uh, children and young people to, with their mental health. So, so it's not just on uh, the professionals and the teachers and that kind of stuff to deal with these things. Everybody needs to have some sort of information to help them deal with this, uh, the, these scenarios that come up. Because mm-hmm. we're always going to have stress and anxiety uh, in our lives. And uh, I, I personally think that everybody should have some sort of uh, uh, education and training around that. Yeah, in relation to, I suppose, going forward, you know, post-COVID-19, do you think there will be a kind of knock-on effect with people's mental health when, I suppose, this all eventually does come to an end, and hopefully it will come to an end where this virus mm. extinguishes itself in some way? But do you think that we're all, we're all going to end up, I mean, somebody said to me the other day, are we all going to be germaphobes when this is over? I think some people have handled it differently to others, but, yeah. you know, some people clearly are very frightened by it. Mm. Um, going forward, yeah, well... Uh I think what we need to do as a, as a population is to, to look at um, how we can support each other um, going forward because this, this cannot be a, an insular or an individual response. It has to be a whole island response to, um, to how we look at mental health. And, and a lot of that's coming down the road anyway with the Vision for Change document and, uh, and, uh, and other initiatives and policies like that. Um, it's, 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 is, um, it is tough, but there, there is... With every crisis, there's opportunity. And one of the opportunities that come out of this is that um, we uh, at the populace now are engaging more with um, online um, therapy um, and online uh, supports, emotional supports, um, and that we were doing in the past. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of benefit in that going forward because we're seeing now 
um, the, the likes of the HSE and, and, and other organizations um, are, are bringing all their stuff online. For example, Grow, an amazing organization, um, they help out a, a, a lot of their um, uh, the people they work with um, and work together with uh, online now. And there has been actually an increase uh, in in people engaging with services, I know, for example, with our gambling addiction service that's free, and our and other addiction services. And that, by the way, just to mention as well, those other addictions uh, obviously have shown their uh, reared their head a little bit more over the last four months because people, I you know, the devil makes work for idle hands, as they say. Exactly. So, so the consumption of alcohol initially, no, I don't know how it is now, but initially at the start went up. Gambling, mm. online gambling, obviously went up and through the roof. Um, tele- even television addiction and porn addiction, all those kind of addictions, probably went through. The ceiling. I, 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 we, we'll have to wait and see for another twelve months, but I, I can, I can pretty much, uh, uh, yeah, agree with you with that. There has been, um, well, there's definitely been an increase from our point of view in people accessing the service, or even just picking up the phone and asking about what the service is and what can it do for them. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and uh, so there has definitely been, a, 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 from our side of things, a, an increase in that. Um, I, suppose, I suppose the advice, and I, and I don't want to rush you, but the advice is, I suppose, if you had, a, you know, an aching stomach, you know, or you had a sore leg or something, you would go and seek advice and help. But we tend to, with our mind, think that it'll just go away. So we, we really should reach out. When, when this is over and we still feel that way and that anxiety, we really mm. should reach out, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And look, there are a lot of uh, resources out there for people. Um, sometimes it can be a bit hard to find exactly what the right ones. And, you know, um, you can have fake news within the mental health area as well. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and you can have people out there that are, that are charlatans. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I think the government can do is to fast track this regulation of counsellors and therapists in Ireland because um, it still, still has not been done. And that's one of the things that we feel. Um, okay, so so the, the the advice is if you if you are going to talk to somebody, make sure they're accredited, make sure they have qualifications, make sure that they are reputable, you know, exactly. and, they're, and they're not just some bloke down the road who thinks he's exactly a not somebody who's done a six week course in in CBT and, yeah. and off they go, they're going to change the world. And yeah. in fact, what they're doing is actually <laughs> make things more worse. Happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, listen, yeah. if people want more information, you can go to helplink.ie and you do perform local services, but also online, nationally, and internationially as well. So that's helplink. Dot I appreciate you coming on the air, by the way, today. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you very much indeed, Lachlan. Um, Lachlan Scott is CEO of Helplink.ie. Now, let me just go to uh, Annette. Annette, how are Hello. you doing? Hello, Noel. Good. I'm no, it's, no it's, here. <laughs> it's been a while, all right, Annette. How are you getting on? I'm getting on fine. You I'm are... still talking to him anyway. Oh, you're still talking to him, are you? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you weren't, the last time I spoke to you, if I remember rightly, you were cocooning with him. I the, was, the other half. But then we're still stuck in, uh, well, we get out and we go walk the dog every day and we get a bit of turf in and uh, all that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. We've been kept busy. Right. And is he, you know, are you both behaving yourselves? Oh, we're very well behaved now. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's, are you st- the last time I talked to him, I remember right. I'm impressed with that question. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the last time he was in the background and I could hear him. But uh, are, you get, are you still going for your little walks out the back garden as well? Yeah. No, we're going outside. We're gardening. Uh, he has a full garden now of vegetables and everything done. Oh, right. He's been busy, so has he? He has been busy, and I have my flowers in the back. Right, and okay. Well fed. And, quiet. And, and because obviously, like many others, but more to the extreme, because of the fact that you're cocooning and, and obviously you're of a certain age, do you yeah. think, has it affected your mental health? Do you have you are you depressed or are you feeling okay? Uh, I suppose it's 
certain bit because all our family are abroad and the, the fact that we can't visit them or that, you know, they can't sit with us because they can't leave their countries. Okay, and they normally would have by now at this stage, you would but have seen would them. Have. We yeah. were supposed to be in the States at the end of June to visit our son and his three children and his wife and family. Okay. But they're cocooning out in their house as well because yeah. uh, the brother-in-law of my son's wife, uh, or her brother, and family, the whole lot of them got it. Oh, right, okay. And he still has the after effects and his lungs and everything else from it. Right, okay, so obviously he was quite ill. He was very ill. Okay, well, thankfully, so he's, well, thankfully he's okay somewhat. You know, yeah. kind of say, and, like, I don't want them flying here or I don't want them coming by boat or anything until it's all over. Yeah, okay. And and do you have a fear? I mean, I, some people deal with it differently to others. You know, when you're nipping out, do you, I'm assuming, do you nip down to the shops now? or? Uh, very rare when I got them. Well, I have to say now, Joyce's supermarket here, and I'm giving them a, a, a good plug. They have been Where so is that? Where is Joyce's supermarket? Where they're is in Chewham Town. In Chewham Town, okay. All, right. uh, all I had to do was ring them up with the shopping list and they delivered that day or the following morning. Oh, that's brilliant. And are they still doing that for you if you they're want? They're still doing that and no charge. Okay, well, that's absolutely wonderful. It's wonderful to see people yeah. coming together and doing things in the local community absolutely. like that. And yeah. then you had Galway Bay Seafoods uh, because I love my fish, my wild fish. Okay. And uh, they will pack it and freeze, uh, have it all ready and deliver it to Chum free of charge. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? That they would, yeah. they would go out of their way like that to help they you, to avoid you having fantastic. to come out. They are fantastic. And, and the fish is beautifully done and prepared. All right, and when you go out, I mean, are you fearful yourself? Are, are you kind of avoiding I, people I, or...? I'm like, I'm like someone from Fort Knox <laughs> going out. I have made my own cotton masks. Right, okay. Cotton, seemingly the virus doesn't last even a day in the cotton. Oh, right, okay. I don't, well, I don't, I don't, there's a kind of mixed scientific evidence in the relation to masks, whether they're good yeah, or whether they're bad. The, or... cotton, the cotton ones, whatever it is about cotton, the virus right. can't live in it. Right, okay. I've made a load of cotton masks. Okay. And uh, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know how true that is. So I don't want other people to take that as verbatim. So there's, there's probably different. Even it is. You know, I'm talking about Luke O'Neill now, saying it, and, and a couple of others. So, well, they're, they're saying that masks help. But well, I think what Luke was saying was he wants everyone to wear a mask because he believes sure. that masks helps to stop yeah. other people spreading it rather than you catching it. But, but look, yeah. you know, what, if you feel safer wearing it and if it helps you, and I'm well, sure it does it. reduce. Yeah, I absolutely. Wear it when I'm going out for there's a group or, uh, all the time. But I wouldn't wear it going around the street now. I'd wear it going into a shop if I'm going in. Of course, yes, yeah, because so, it be, would be a bit uncomfortable if you're wearing it all the time. I go to the shop either very late or early in the morning if I go. Right, and... I don't need to go. I, I, now, I'm after forgetting your other half's name because you told me the last time he was on. What's Michael, his name? Michael. Michael. Michael, yeah. And how is Michael? How is he? Michael's doing very well. He's at uh, double sevens tomorrow. <laughs> right. Oh, he's 77 tomorrow, is he? <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Michael. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No. How are you getting on, Michael? Are you all right, yeah? Yeah, I'm. I'm looking for a few uh, fake uh, replicas of cats to keep the uh, blackboard away from the strawberries. Right. So if somebody has a has a, a stuffed cat, you're going to put him in the back garden to keep the blackboards off the strawberries. Right. Very good. At, at the moment, I have a what you call it uh, a hawk and an owl dangling over them, and of course, unless I change that daily, right, the blackboard gets wise to it very quickly. And does the, the bottles of water not work like it works for the cats? Oh, not a hope. No, I've, people used to always tell me that to keep cats out of your garden, for example, you'd use half bottles of water uh, because the reflection of the water makes them run away. But it doesn't work for birds, obviously, no. no oh, what about me? Dad used to do this thing with the, you know, the sticks in the ground and the twine and he put bits of tin foil on it. 
that's the other thing, the old CDs you can put on. Oh, the old CDs, yeah, very good, because they the reflection of them, yeah, they shine, sparkle. But you need the particle, you need a nice little breeze to keep the uh, the flashing going. Right, yeah. Because if you have still weather, which occasionally you'll have in a small enclosed estate. Right. And uh, your strawberries are underneath a, a hedge or a, beside a wall. Yeah. You have very little air circulation. Right, I see. But the strawberries are not due to come out until September anyway, should they well, not? We have them, we're eating them. Oh, you're eating them already? They're coming out already? I suppose the bit of good weather this year probably brought them out quicker, yeah. Out in the open. And these are... These are in the open. And are they big? Uh, Quite big. They vary. They're, some are big, some are small. Right, and what else you, What else you grown, Michael? Uh, well, we have the Swiss broccoli chard. growing. We have plenty of scallions, Swiss chard, lettuce, okay. um, broad beans, cross broad beans, peas. Gee, but you're a proper farmer, Michael, there, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're, self, you're almost self-sufficient. All you need is a cow out the back garden for a bit of milk and you'll be grand. Well, oh, well, listen, I wish you both well, and I and I hope continued success with your cocooning there, all right? And you seem to be getting on great. And, Thanks. Thanks Thanks a thousand and Michael, do you still love her? Um, well, you know. <laughs> she uh, she loves now. you. Hard work. <laughs> Look, um, a marriage is hard work by times, isn't it? Thank you very much indeed. You're both wonderful people, and, and continued success in your cocooning. Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bernie? I'm Grand Nile. How are, are you, you going strawberries now? Uh, I have wild strawberries going, just uh-huh. by mistake. It's default. It flew into the garden. Right, right. And <laughs> how is your mental health, by the way? Um, my, well, people would say it's it's no, it, you know, they haven't seen any change. It's still crazy as ever. So yeah, yeah. But um, it, it is know, tough, thought, isn't it? I suppose it's, it's because I mean, I used to go to work once upon a time, and then I retired, and then I was, you know, able to do my get out and about, and I find that I've been very restricted for the last few months, and. It's a whole new ball game, do you know? Yeah. I think when you're working, you forget about it, just get on with it, and you kind of, you know, go into the shops and things like that. Now you have to think twice about it. You know, it does make you change your perception on things. See, we've had a bonus, I suppose, of I've, my schedule is still being the same, because I'm still coming to work every day, which kind of helps. But we were talking about this during the break, myself and Leon and Ashling, we were saying, but the, the negative side of our job is, you can switch off from COVID-19 if you want to. You can sit at home. You can switch off from it. You don't have to listen to the news. You don't have to watch anything. We're, the three of us have been bombarded with information about it for four months constantly every single day. So it's, it's impossible for us to switch off. So we have our own downside as well. So it, it is difficult for everybody in a different way, isn't it? It is because, um, it, 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 believe it or not, it has changed the world and I know how we look at things and how we view things, from, you know, moving forward with it. You know, I mean, I was coping with the grief of loss and, uh, you know... It's of been your a husband, very that's right, yeah. My yeah. husband and my father and, um, you know, my mum is, is now on her own. My, you know, she's got my brother who's mentally and physically handicapped living with her. She hasn't had any escape from that. And we haven't been really been able to help her because, you know, we can't really get to her because she's cocooning, she's 85 and he's 53. So, you know, we've been in and out, sitting in the sitting room, talking to them and making sure they're okay, doing their shopping. But that's not a normal life, and she doesn't like it, you know? And yeah. it's not, her mass is gone, she has to go to mass every day. But she can get back no, to mass now next week, hopefully. But she, unfortunately, she's got autoimmune diseases, which oh, she can't, Oh, right, you know? so she's not going so to risk that, but, okay. But she, she'd risk it, I'd say, but, yeah. you know... Um, the likes of, you know, people have died in the village and you have to stand outside the gate, you can't go in and, you know, you can't hug them or hold their hand or, you know. Or, yeah, you can't console people properly. Yeah, I understand. You know, it's, it's, it's a very difficult time, like, you know, and, 
in one way you're trying to say I'm being paranoid and in the other say, you know, I'm not. Because if you do anything and you make somebody else ill in, inadvertently, you know, you live with that on your head. Yeah. So, you know, bringing a mask in your pocket when you're going to the shop, even, you know, you mightn't wear it when you're in there. But if there's somebody elderly beside you or somebody who seems to be struggling, you would automatically put it on, you know, or wear it going in and just be done with well, see, it. That, that's, the, well, that's kind of what I'm like, not in relation to masks, but, you know, I, I don't really have an inherent fear of it. But I, I know other people have, so I respect the fear they have and I'll stay away from them. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the way I am as well. Like, I, I, out of respect, I'm not particularly worried about myself personally, but I am about the other people in my environment or who are near me because, you know, I don't yeah. want to be, you know, because if you say you see Rowan in with your big head and you're going, man, I don't care, and just going to, and, you know, pushing on top of people, it's disrespectful. Well, now I've seen people doing that too, thing. yeah. I've seen people yeah. doing that to people who just so don't care about other people's face. Okay, we'll, we'll, stay, we'll stay there for a second. I want to go to Maria as well. Um, Maria, oh, Marie, sorry. Marie, you had a baby eight weeks ago. Are you there? Oh, sorry, Marie. Are you there? I am, yeah. <laughs> are you how the baby you? eight? I'm good. And how are you, by the way? Because I know you had a baby eight weeks ago. And obviously, you would have, because of the lockdown, you would be at a high risk of postnatal depression as well because you can't get out there, I believe, to groups and stuff like that. No, and you see, I'd also be on high risk because I had postnatal depression before. Um, with my first daughter um, and then my partner's dad passed away two days before the baby was born oh my and then I had oh, I'm so a sorry to hear that. who half raised me in England she'd be like a grandmother to me she passed away with COVID-19 in England and because of the restrictions I couldn't even go to the funeral gosh you've had a tough time so yeah uh, absolutely. Um, and how are you managing you know, I mean with the baby of course when people have babies, normally, you know, it's a kind of friends come around, people help yeah. you out, you know, they yeah. buy you clothes and all, and you can't even get to buy clothes because the shops were closed. Uh, all those kind of things and you get a bit of a help. But I suppose you were kind of on your own through this. Well, my partner is working in Scotland. He couldn't come back. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, he, yeah, it's, a bit, it's, it's a bit crazy. Um, so how are you? Are you okay? I will be. <laughs> um, I'm fairly tough, but you know there are tough days. Um, well, you just want to scream. Yeah, yeah. But then if you, you know, if you start screaming, you might not stop. So it's sort of like you have to kind of just keep it down, which isn't very healthy either. So yeah, no. But then, but then on other days, then I'm fairly good. I'm, I, you know, I'm very lucky. I have my my daughter's fourteen, and she's fabulous. Okay, well, that's great. At at least you have somebody who can take over for five minutes while you go to the bathroom, even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we, we were um, talking about that yesterday, you know, uh, you know, myself and Alina were talking about the fact even when you have a little baby you want to go to the toilet. I remember bringing them into the toilet, which in the little carrier thing, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, your dignity yeah, yeah. goes out the window, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, no, no, there's no dignity in parenthood. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. But, I, but I'm glad to hear you're okay and you're handling it well because, of course, you know, postnatal depression, we talked about that before. It, you know, it's a big problem in society and it's something that people, you know, particularly if you've just had a baby, obviously, you know, you're on the verge of it. Everybody is on the verge of it, you know, so, and this wouldn't help. It certainly doesn't help. No, it's a scary one. It's very, very scary because it would very easily, you know, like I do feel like it is starting to raise its ugly head. Yeah. But then at the same time, is that grief? Is it the lockdown? Is it, you know, process depression? Is it just life? Is it what, you know, it's, it's hard to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit of everything. It's a new roadmap for all of us, I feel. Yes, it is a a new roadmap, Bernie, you know, for everybody. And it's a new, I mean, we've had to deal as human beings with something that we weren't very prepared for. 
But what I'm hoping yeah. is, is when this ends, and hopefully it will end, uh, you know, and this virus will just go away the same way as it came to us in the first place, that we can all get back to being human beings again. And we can exactly. all get back to doing what we used to well, do. Look, I mean, I heard a story yesterday where a lady drove her car with two dogs from Portugal, from her summer house, all the way to Galway yesterday. For, you know, it took her over days, all the, over land through Portugal, up into France, into Dublin, into go into the ferry port in Wexford. She never got to stop once. Right. Oh, God. With two dogs. Uh, you know. I was, I was only thinking about this yesterday, actually. I was thinking about truckers. I know that's bizarre. I was thinking about truckers, and normally they'd stop off, say, you know, at the airport or the coachman's in for their dinner, or they'd stop off somewhere, you know, at a restaurant or a bed and breakfast overnight if they're doing a long haul. I'm going, where are they going? They must be sleeping in their trucks and just eating takeaways. So yeah. it was just something, it's all on me, the things we just don't think about. Well, listen, I wish you both well. Bernie, thank you very much, Nathan. I know you're a regular caller, and I love, I love listening to you. And uh, Maria, I wish you well as well with your baby, and I hope things work out well for you in the future. Um, and by the way, do, if you do have a problem, obviously, with your mental health just like any other injury you should go and see a doctor this is covid connections on the nile boylan show classic hits